0: Sullivan and I'm here today with my son Sam Sullivan and uh, it's a real honor to be able to sit with him and kind of draw him out. Uh, He has had a relationship with the Lord since he was a young boy and has grown significantly uh, in the things of the Lord and in the things of the kingdom and so um, I want to welcome you to this Emmanuel Life podcast If you want to be in touch with us, you can follow us at www.radius-group.org. And also, uh, New Hope Community on Facebook, New Hope Community Kansas City. And you can see the stuff that we post and just kind of follow the narrative of our journey. So again, welcome to the podcast um I got a question about as you think back on the family culture and the you know you've grown into now a very devout follower of Jesus and you're encountering God a lot these days but before we get there let's talk about at what you view as the seed the seeds that were sown into your life as a as a young boy what were the what were the things that were most meaningful to you that seeded you for spiritual life and spiritual growth
1: yeah I would say there's a couple of specific things that come to my mind one one was uh, connecting to God and nature and the freedom that we had as kids to um, to go and run in the woods and have this experience of nature that was just really rich in Kansas City um, there's a lot of space here you know compared to certain urban systems societies and cities. And so there's, you know, an environment in Kansas City specifically that was very, uh, very facilitating of connecting to God, you know, whether it was going and going down the pond and, you know, as a young kid, you know, just having conversations with God or uh, for me, it was tree climbing. I loved climbing trees and having the freedom to do that. And, And that really was a a cool, uh, connection for me with, with nature, you know, not that God is nature, but you know, God created nature. And so
0: it testifies, it
1: testifies, (laughs) it also groans as we do for the full redemption. But, um, you know, I think that was one thing that comes to mind. The other thing I think was, um, I always, as a family, I loved story time. Like we had nightly, you know, Gatherings, you know, once a week at least, where we would read stories together. Um, Books, you know, specific books that had a kingdom aroma to them, whether it was the Narnia series or there was the Magic Bicycle series by John Bybee that we used to read, and those really stuck in my mind. Um, And then, you know, I'm thinking of this book, uh, The Kingdom, The Tales of the Kingdom, um, was a book that really stuck out in my mind, and it had this. Is very well written, you know, but it had a lot of symbolic imagery that, you know, rings true. Kind of in a pilgrim's progress kind of way, it rings true to our life experiences, but is rich with the gospel and rich with God's truth. And you know, so for me, you know, I, I think God's truth be kind of came became evident in, um, in a more natural way, you know, through story and through nature and through, um just kind of perceiving Him in all of life, in our family relationships and, you know, my friendships and in nature. And, and, and I think that was, along with education, you know, growing up, you know, was very helpful for me to kind of build a foundation and um, being able to hear God's truth and not just be offended by it, um, but to to really appreciate it and to to seek after it and, and you kind of long for that, if that makes sense. Sure, and
0: it, one thing I'm thinking of is um, the first mission trip you went on. Yeah. Uh, getting outside of our culture into cultures where there are people that are not as privileged. And uh, that's always been a powerful thing for young people through the years that I've discovered. And you had your first mission trip, and as I remember, that was a pretty uh, stellar experience for you and stimulated a new gift in your life.
1: Yeah. It was interesting because I, um, I share this story a lot with young people who were, you know, curious about hearing God. And I, I, I do believe that kids can totally be introduced to this in a non-threatening environment in a way that is actually really helpful for them. And it was really helpful for me to understand that God speaks at a young age. Um, and, I, and there are ways that may have been abused by certain movements, but um, for me, it was actually a really positive experience where I felt God was a part of my story. And when when I did go on my first mission trip, I prior to that, I had had some visions of a specific child that I was gonna meet in Mexico. We went down to Mexico when I was probably, I don't know, eighth grade or something like that, or ninth grade. And I, I started having visions of this young boy and he had a red shirt on and it was a, a soccer shirt. It was like he was a soccer player or something like that. And I heard the name Alejandro when I saw this vision. And I took my little notepad and I wrote down the vision. I have, have it still to this day um, of kind of my first document of, hey, you know, I heard God. I had experiences prior to that, but this was more dynamic because it was about somebody else. And not just about me Um, and it was really neat because I was able to go on the trip and it was a two-week trip total uh, through YWAM actually and our church connected and it was neat because when we got to Mexico we did all sorts of amazing things service projects it was really awesome you know experience and I think very stretching for my mind um, at that time and opened my eyes to other people's situations, which is really good. And I, in the back of my head, had this question, am I going to meet this kid that I felt like God showed me, you know, in this vision? And um, it wasn't until the very last day I was sitting up on the wall of our um, of our little kind of compound, or whatever you call it, <laughs> and we, I was sitting up on the wall, and there's this kid on the other side of the wall that I saw, and he ran up to me, and, um, and we started talking. I didn't speak Spanish very well, but his, um, I had, I had a good friend with me who did. And so I called him over. And so he kind of translated for me, but I asked him his name and he said, Alejandro. (laughs) Um, and I looked at him and I had that moment of, I'd kind of given, i had started to give up hope a little bit. I was like, I don't know, maybe I made that up, you know? And, um, and then I heard the, when he said his name was Alejandro, I, I did a double take and looked at him and was like, whoa, like I asked him again, what's your name? He said Alejandro. And my heart in that moment was filled with compassion um, because I knew that God cared about him, that he and he, he cared about me, too, because, you know, he would plant in this young kid's mind, you know, from the Midwest in Kansas City, Missouri he, he would plant a seed of being able to give something to this this other young man and um, I immediately took my sandals and gave him my sandals as a gift and was able to share the gospel with him uh, through my friend who translated and um, it was like one of the sweetest moments and I still think of him today and Lord what what are you doing with Alejandro you know what who has he become and I pray that you know God's taken over his life and not just through the experience of me being able to share the gospel with him but even you know praying for the different steps of, along the road that that maybe he's encountered God in unique and powerful ways and and God obviously has a destiny and a plan for his life so it really opened up my scope you know for the prophetic but also opened up my scope for you know the plan that God has for people and it's not you know, it's not insignificant despite our smallness, you know, in life and our our kind of sense of smallness that we have that we're not alone. And, uh, you know, so for me, encountering God and having these powerful encounters or healing encounters, prophetic encounters which are awesome, are deeply woven into the fabric of um, the reality of the kingdom of heaven, which is much more real than we think and much more authentic and much more satisfying uh, than what we would initially think early in our walk. And I would say uh, nearby and accessible
0: rather than remote, because a lot of people think the kingdom of heaven is somehow far, far, far away when actually it's right all it's it's right around us, it's the invisible universe that's right next door to the visible world that we live in every day. And, and I think, you know, again, your experiences with getting out into nature was also a, uh, a way of unplugging from all of the barrage of distractions in modern life uh, with the excessive noise, the excessive media, and just things that constantly distract us. And those distractions become comforting to us and they become crutches, where when we feel insecure or lonely, we lean on them rather than lean into God. But in those raw uh, experiences with big nature, you uh, suddenly don't have those crutches. And God uses that to stretch young people and older people too. Well, um, next uh, the next podcast we'll do, we'll talk more about uh, kind of bringing things up to date in terms of your present day walk with the Lord and encounters and how that works for you. So let me just say a prayer. Lord, we thank you for uh, this opportunity to uh, talk about Sam's journey, about his life. And and Lord, we pray that you would bless parents and children and young people that are hearing this podcast. Lord, we ask that you would uh, let them know that you're not far away, that you're nearby each one of us. Lord, even before we're aware of you or before we commit ourselves to you. That you're there, Lord. You are the Emmanuel. And the kingdom of God has come in Jesus to the earth. And it's right nearby us. Just a prayer away. Just a breath away. Just an awareness away. And we ask, Sam and I agree, and and ask that the the people listening to this podcast will become very aware of your presence, Lord, and how you have been with each of them throughout their entire life. Lord, you formed them in their mother's wombs. Where can we go from your spirit? Uh, Lord, you are the unavoidable God. Mm -hmm. And we pray that each person hearing us, Lord, would run into the unavoidable God and that you would do amazing things in everybody's lives. In Jesus' name.